1: Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine it is Sam and Greg on this July 8th Saturday morning. Can't thank you enough for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning. Shout out to Max's mom. I can't remember her name, but we he's trying to make up with you because he messed up. That's why he's playing your song. Happy week old birthday to Bill Withers. <laughs> <laughs> through that, She's on listening
0: there. to every word she said.
1: There you go. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Mama. She needs to be out here on one of these big old horses that we got running around here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we they, say to you, top of the hour, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks, even though we're here in Cobb County, in Lawrenceville.
2: In Lawrenceville. Yeah. Okay. Up there by you. Yeah, up there, up there, up there in wonderful Gwinnett County. Crowded up there, too. Well, in Lawrenceville, is. Yeah. they just
1: packing them in. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are. Now, now, ladies and gentlemen, stay with me for a minute because I'm going to, I'm going to, Exit they, State. They, they've come to visit you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Let me get through this. There's a nice little part of their hair right down the middle. Like Look like Jackson Brown. Isn't that something? Just, anyway, wow. nobody got that joke. All right. So we have a very special guest. Yes. That is here to join us. For this occasion. But I have to take you back to what happened during the break. Yeah. Which is usually the fun, <laughs> the best part of shows. So our guest sits down. Our guest and Mr. Crenshaw have a history. They went to college together. So. I'm going to back up 10 yards and, and, and listen to this and, and watch you two bond and, and and just reminisce. But while we're in break, one of the things that we have here uh, as we sit out here, the Cobb County Safety Village, are drones. There's a number of drones everywhere, um, some small, some big. We had we had the uh, sergeant on earlier talking about how they were used for different events and mm-hmm. this and that. So anyway, you said to the chief deputy, Miss Rhonda Anderson, did you ever think that you would be working with this technology, this equipment? Words of that effect. That's what you said. And she said back to you, reminiscing to your college days, Sam, don't you remember when we went to college? They were just coming out with the computer, <laughs> let alone this kind of technology. I say that, which cracked up the whole table as a way of introducing our very special guest, Chief Deputy Rhonda Anderson. Uh, you are over one of the people overseeing this entire event. You couldn't be more proud. It's the second annual um family fun and hiring event and of course i've been hearing about this event and you for the last few weeks uh the time that you and mr crenshaw spent at west georgia college so I'm going to let him take over and as you guys talk about this I didn't say you let event, me take over. I didn't say you had to, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, so, why? Because I am I smile listening to you two talk about, first of all, I want to hear about this time you got y'all at West Georgia College. We're going to talk a little bit about that, in. but I
2: want to talk about what, she's well, doing, we are. what, what we're doing well, here. here. Go at
1: it, man. Let me do that, so let me, let me give you two the floor. No, see, we, see,
2: no this is everything. a good thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> Overall goal of today and and, and, and what we're doing, what, what would you say it is?
3: Our main goal is to recruit the best for Cobb County Mm -hmm. and to bring the families out here to participate and meet us and let them see what we do every day and uh, make them a part of our family if they go forward in this process.
2: And it is a process and some of that process is going on as we speak, right?
3: We have approximately 80 uh, individuals in there uh, getting ready for doing paperwork and. uh, getting ready for the physical agility test. So they're excited and we're excited. I've greeted them and their family, so we're ready. Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of things get ready though. And in addition to what's happening as far as the hiring process uh, here, we invite people to come out. If you're in the area, you're interested in law enforcement, want to find out more, just come by and you can have all your uh, questions answered today. There's also something for family. There's something for children. It's gonna be food, it's gonna be music. What makes this the right timing for an event like this?
3: This is great for just camaraderie. Right. That uh, the Cobb County Sheriff's Office is about family and serving the community of Cobb County. So we want them to know that, uh, you know, a lot of people are hesitant these days about law enforcement. We want them to know that we're just normal people. We have the same issues that you have, same um, family, everything. We're just normal people, and we want – people to know that we're here to serve the citizens of Cobb County. Um, We work hard. We do a good job. We're busy all the time, so we're just here to rope them in. I I have 34 positions currently open. I have 80 people in there applying this morning. Hopefully, we'll fill all those 34 positions and hopefully, we'll get new positions so we can hire the rest of them.
2: 34 positions to fill. What was that number when this
3: When we took over, over,
2: yeah,
3: yeah, there was when we came into office in um, 2001, there were 100 positions open. So we've gotten down to 34. There's been retirements, uh, people resigned, anything. But we keep getting an influx of people. So you see today, the number of people have shown up today. So they're excited. They like what Sheriff Owens has done since he came into office. So we're recruiting heavy and hard. And we're all over the country. We're going to um, Air Force, I mean, a military base is recruiting. We're out-of-state recruiting. We have billboards everywhere, signs everywhere. So they know we're here. Yep. That's,
1: go ahead. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 92.9thegame.com. Nine, we're honored to have uh, Chief Deputy Rhonda Anderson here joining us. A couple things that you had said, but you just made me forget about those because when you talked about you guys are traveling, we've, we we have a – relationship with a number of other counties and other municipalities Mm and we have their 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 representatives come on Mm -hmm. other officers and and one of the guys who came on not too long ago from a a city up north talked about going out of state Mm -hmm. to do this and i talked to then a, a couple friends of mine who are in other counties and they wonder how that particular city can do that whether, whether there's a connection or not, the point is you and and the people in law enforcement, especially here in Cobb County, and just being in 2023, you have to think outside the box for doing what you do. Moreover, something else that you touched on was changing perception.
3: Yes, you have to change um, the way they think about you. You know, um, for the we've had a lot of negativity in, in law enforcement and. Sometimes there's bad apples in a bunch, but 99.9 we're all good people, just normal people. So we got to get out in the community and let them know that we care about them and that we want them to be a part of our team and we've got their backs and we hope they always have our backs. So we're doing I think we're doing pretty pretty good in getting those people in.
1: I got an idea, Sam. We should help we're going to help you out just a little bit. Just a thought. Because we talked to uh, Sergeant earlier, talking about you guys had a, 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 a softball team, got a yeah. basketball team, one of, football. One of the things that Sam and I we do pretty much every year there is the, the game in, in Atlanta, the cops and uh, the, the kids and cops. Yes, mm-hmm. kids and cops game, where there's no safe at home, safe um, at home, safe game. home game, where there's no refs. It's the cops and the kids. Can you can they can duplicate that here in Cobb County? I would imagine possibly. I mean, I think it should be done everywhere, but I'm saying when you talk about changing perception, when you talk about getting in the community, this is an easy thing. It may be a hurdle getting it started, but once people know about this, this could be one of those things that I would think every community would want to do, county would want to do, connecting with, you know, those residents and doing it in a fun way with a game like that.
3: Well, bring up that. Uh, We're having uh, the Sheriff's Cup coming up and it's like based on kind of like Corky Kale. Uh, The 7th grade uh, teams from Cobb, Fulton, Gwinnett, and DeKalb or playing August the 12th in, in Gwinnett County.
2: And I wasn't gonna bring that up because because Sheriff Taylor mentioned that. Yes. You. Shout well, out to Sheriff Taylor of Gwinnett County. Yeah, oh, Kibo. He, yeah, he's uh, he's fired up and he, he he's re- he's ready for that. Ready for. Oh, that, he's yeah.
3: ready because he's gonna get a beat down. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope you're listening, Kibo. Yeah. Uh, but call uh, <laughs> billboard material. We're uh, getting excited about that and. Uh, it's going to be great. It's an anti bullying campaign mm-hmm. and getting the middle school kids involved. So that's going to be a great event August the 12th. So we're, we're getting ready to start uh, bringing the team together, practice, and everything. We have a meeting next week to get all this going. But we've been working hard on this. So it's our way to, to bring the kids involved because these kids in seventh grade, one day they're going to grow up. They might want to work for the Cobb County Sheriff's Office.
2: There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Start early. Yep. <laughs> Folks, we are at the, the Family Fun and Hiring Event, the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. Pleased to be joined by by Chief Deputy Rhonda Anderson, who is a native, um, and you are a trailblazer, you're groundbreaker, first uh, woman deputy, first white woman deputy, right, mm-hmm. out here, and to now be in your position. Um, it's in your heart, because this is home for you.
3: Born and raised here in Cobb County, I uh, started at the sheriff's office in 1983. Shortly after we graduated from yeah. college, I came to the sheriff's office and I, I thought, well, I don't know, let me try. But it became a passion. It's it's not a career for me. It's in my heart. You have to have a heart for this type of job. So I love it. Like you said, I was the first African American female deputy hired in the here in Cobb County and I've been here. I retired and came back. Sheriff Owens asked me to be his chief deputy and I said I'm retired. Wait a minute. Let me think about this. It didn't take me long. I, Sheriff department, Sheriff's Office is in my heart so I came back. All these people I've watched grow up in this uh, department so I love working with them, and it's great. What so,
1: were the, what were the circumstances? Excuse me. What were the circumstances that brought you out of retirement? Other than them asking, where where what was going on that they needed you physically to be back in the office? Well, if you could get I, into that. I think
3: I was a good fit for Sheriff Owens. Uh, he came from the Cobb County Police Department, and that's a whole different ball game—the police department and sheriff's office. And um, I knew about the sheriff's office, and we've been friends for over twenty years, uh, Sheriff Owens and I. And uh, I, w- I wasn't fully retired. I ca- I was working part time.
1: Mm, okay. I-, I
3: retired for really for about six months. It got a little boring. <laughs> I came back to work.
1: Some I- security jobs, huh?
3: Yeah, I-, I worked. Uh, you know, so I came back to work. He asked me to be his chief deputy, and I love it. I- right now, I oversee the jail, which is a, whew, yeah,
2: a big job. Imagine.
3: We have a city out down the street here on county services, so. Um, It's busy all the time, and there's all kind of – I have great deputies. Mm -hmm. I have about 400 deputies that work in the detention facility that I oversee, and I have a great command staff, and we have a very diverse command staff, unlike when I came in the sheriff's office back in 1983. I have um, seven females on my command staff, which was there was no females on the command staff when I came to work in 1983, and I was telling them the other day, they said, how has it changed since you got here? I said, well, when I started and I ended up doing field operations on the road, there were certain areas in Cobb County that I could not serve a warrant. Really? No, hmm. I could not serve a warrant in certain areas. But now, look, 40 years later, this is my 40th year in law enforcement, I'm the chief deputy of the Cobb County Sheriff's Office. Things have changed.
2: They have. They have. You received a special recognition back King Holiday Week. I
3: did. was
2: a very big, big, big recognition for you. It
3: was great. I was surprised. Um, Living the dream award. Uh, the, uh, the NAACP gave me that award, and I'm very proud of that. What so was the award? It's the uh, Living the Dream award from the NAACP.
1: Congratulations. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929 game.com out of the uh, Family Fun and Hiring Event, out of the Cobb County Safety Village. Parking still available if you want to come on out there. Lots of things going on out there. So, Deputy Chief, everything that you've been talking about has been interesting. It's been in, in actually worthy of repeating. We need to know about this. Everything that you've mentioned. But that's not what the audience is waiting for. they wait now? We are waiting to hear what you can tell us about your time with this man sitting next to me when y'all go back in the day. You didn't think that you'd be in the position that you're in when you were in college waiting for computers to get up and running when y'all at West Georgia <laughs> College. What did you think of this man and what you knew of him, where he may end up back then?
2: You know, I could. You She may end up having to apprehend me. <laughs> I,
3: I won't tell them all that stuff, <laughs> Sam. But I will tell you that the man you see today is the man I knew in 1980, 80s. He uh-huh. when we graduated from college. Sam has not changed since I've known him. Uh, great, great guy, great personality, and he's doing great. I'm very proud of him, you know.
1: He knows everybody.
3: Everybody.
1: Everybody. Body. No, that's
3: what my team tells me. We can't go anywhere without somebody not knowing you. So yeah, but Sam's the same way. So, you
1: know. Well, that's just something in the water up there in West Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. We uh, we can't thank you enough for taking a minute. We got a break here, real quick here, but uh, taking the time to. I mean, you're welcome to hang around, but we got we got to pay some bills here. But thank you for the, bills. the event.
2: Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks for having I us. I don't think we broke anything, so we'll be invited back. <laughs> not yet. We got two, back, more, right? segments two left. more segments. Two more
1: segments. And we got the, we got the chief of staff right That's over here. That's right. So we need to bring him on. Yeah, he needs to be on there. Okay.
3: But just remember that we are hiring all the time. So anybody out there need a job, come see me. All there right.
1: you go. There we go. <laughs> that is uh, Deputy Chief Rhonda Anderson joining us here. It is Sam and Greg. We're not be- we're gonna try and get the, uh, the, the the chief of staff come on here in a minute, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 two nine. The Game ninety two nine. The Take us with you on the Odyssey app. That's how I do that. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9TheGame.com. 9, it is Sam and Greg. They let us out the studio. We come out here to how Cobb County, that? and we're having ourselves some fun, ain't we? We are. And running into time. people, and you just—that was that was that was fun to watch. Because no, you could not be more proud of that woman, could you? Yeah, I'm very proud of her what she's done, and
2: uh, everyone here seems to really enjoy her and look up to her and, and, and love working with us. So uh it's been a great part of this morning sun's up now it is to warm up just a little bit blasting
1: right in here uh, but,
2: but, but that's okay
1: i think we have an international call on hand here do we
2: are we, gonna, are we gonna do it in french or english
1: well why don't you introduce him and we'll see what we hear we'll
2: see what he does okay uh atlanta united is north of the border after shaking up the roster a little bit this week uh let's see if they get a win in montreal and they're with them uh is our jason longshore joins us now the wait for it he's a prince
4: line morning morning jason morning you don't want me speaking french we might uh violate some FCC (laughs) rules or something
1: you see see. do they speak i mean is it is it is it not unusual to run into people who just start talking i've never been to montreal so i don't know but i know that they speak more french there than they do in toronto
4: yeah it is it's absolutely like split language city it's uh it's really fascinating it's one of my favorite trips in the league I love the stadiums that, that Montreal plays in, Stade Saputo. It feels like a very European, small, intimate kind of venue. It's a really tough place to play, and it should be a good one tonight with Atlanta and Montreal.
1: What what do we need to know about this Montreal team for um, for those who haven't followed them or see what Atlanta United is up against tonight?
4: They've been outstanding at home this year. This is a team that was uh, on. Check one,
1: Do we have Jason? I don't know if you he heard that
0: Hello.
1: question.
2: I don't know. Maybe they can don't have hear us. Now? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure either. He, he was talking to us
1: just fine, Max. Yeah, so he I, can, can, can I hear both hey, well, I, I, of no, I I hear you at the same tell time. Him, he, tell us if you can hear us still. He we'll hears
0: you. I don't know why you can't well, hear him, but we can work Max. on it.
1: I don't think we're on the air. <laughs> you don't think so? We, we're there? We're there. Oh, we are there? We've What do you know about this?
2: Here we go. Now now we got you back. Okay. Jason,
1: whatever you said for the last minute or so, we did not hear you. So if you could recap everything, I think I'd asked you, what do we need to know about this uh, Montreal team? And then we sort of lost you. So whatever it is that you said, if you could please um,
4: repeat Montreal is a very good team at home. This is a team that was on an eight-game winning streak in all competitions. They just lost last week to NYC 1-0 but this is a tough place to come in and get a result. One of the best young goalkeepers in the league in Jonathan Sirwa and a really good attacking trio led by Brett Duke, who we've seen previously in Miami and LAFC, perfect fit for this style of play. It's intense. They're going to put you under a lot of pressure, but they do want to to have possession. They do want to have the ball. So it's a little bit different than the last two opponents at Atlanta's face.
2: Spend the time on the Hotline this morning with Jason Longshore from Montreal. Where Atlanta United will be playing tonight, uh, and he is social. We find him always on Twitter at Longshoe, at Longshoe. Talk about how this team is mentally and emotionally this week because uh, the roster some roster changes and some players are, have, have gone, and, and we have another player on the way and some some different moves. What's this team like? You know, mentally and emotionally, they still got to go out and, and, and try to play together this week and not worry about who's not there.
4: Yeah, that's the challenge that we see in, in all of our sports here in the U.S., and I think it is predominantly, like, sports in the U.S. that have salary caps and roster limits. Some of the international players aren't, aren't used to trades, for example, and having to make moves to add players. And we've seen it here recently with the Hawks, with trading John Collins. You've got to clear cap space. You've got to clear roster spots and to upgrade what you have. You have to sometimes let things go, and at the end of a trade window, or in this case a transfer window, you want to be net positive in upgrading at the end of the window. When you start looking move by move, they don't always line up as, you know, one guy leaves and the next guy who comes in is the direct replacement. Sometimes you have to make multiple moves to get to where you want. The window's just opened, and two players have left now: Andrew Gutman, Franco Ibarrá. Going to create some competition within the squad for playing time. Uh, Gutman didn't start last time out. Ibarrá has been a regular starter. They've added Tristan Muyumba from France, from the second division. Very interesting player. Got to get him with a work visa and get him training with the team to see where he can fit in. But Santiago Sosa, Osvaldo Alonso, Sebasti Chu, all will be battling for that playing time and. It can be disruptive in some ways, but it can also be a motivator for some players in terms of, hey, I have to up my game to stay, or I have to up my game to get that playing time that is now available. So it's how the group handles it. It's how Gonzalo Pineda manages it going into tonight.
2: Thoughts about the things you want to see, uh, you know, as far as consistency with this team. That's something that you always – here, Gonzalo for talk about and we know some things that have kind of plagued this team in recent weeks some some goals I won't say not well contested, but just some goals just because of some breakdowns how do you really remedy those type things especially early uh, and, and get this team off to a good start tonight
4: yeah I think it's twofold I mean we saw it against Philadelphia last time out you got the early goal and that's number one if you can get on the board first In teams, in games like that against teams that are not ball-playing teams, you want to make them uncomfortable, make them have to chase the game. But you can't give things up early. And last week against Philly, I thought you saw a defensive effort that was as good as we've seen from Atlanta United this season. A stat that I've kind of zeroed in on over the last couple of months on Atlanta soccer tonight is blocks. I think when you look at the stats for this team and you look at, how many shots they give up, how many opportunities they give up. I mean, we can go on. how many passes into the attacking third that they give up. All those numbers are very low. They're, they're very good in the league in those kinds of numbers, but they've conceded a ton of goals. And you keep coming back to that block number because I think Gonzalo's talked about it. I've talked about it. I think in the, in the defensive third, you've got to make plays. And that doesn't always show up in a stat sheet. When it comes to, to soccer you know you can look at block shots you can look at steals you can look at things like that that are really clear in basketball in soccer it's sometimes hard to quantify that but so, you saw it against philadelphia they they set a club record for blocked shots Juan paratha had four on his own they almost doubled their season average on blocked shots block passes. That's critical. It's not a, it's not a fancy part of the game. It's not an exciting part of the game sometimes, but it's something that is a necessary part of keeping teams off the board and getting results. And it's even more necessary when you go on the road. It's
1: Jason Longshore, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. com. You talked about that Philly match. The one thing I took from that is uh, we've talked about goalie play. Brad Guzan. He only needed one save to keep that fourth clean sheet. Talk about his play right now.
4: Yeah, I think what that game, because he wasn't tested a ton in that one. He really had shots, but they weren't putting them on goal. Again, credit to the defense and the blocks. But his, he was communicating really, really well because it was a different defensive setup. They had three center backs, and one of those was Ronald Hernandez, who was kind of a half center back, half full back. It's, it's something that you're starting to see more of around the world in the game. Gives you a lot of tactical flexibility. But for a player who's new in that kind of a role, you have to talk to him a lot. You have to help him a lot. And I thought Brad and I thought Juan Oparraza were both really good with the communication and the organization in helping Ronald Hernandez know when he could step up a little bit higher, knew when he had to drop because there's somebody making a run behind his back. Those kinds of things, again, if something doesn't show up on a stat sheet, but... When you have a veteran with Gazan's experience and he's seen it, he's done it, he's been there, he's done everything you can imagine in the game, and you have him leading the group in the back and organizing things in that way, it makes the team better. And it's essentially, even if he's not making saves, he can be a very important player in organizing the team.
2: Folks, Atlanta United playing on the road tonight. You can hear it on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30 kick. Jason Longshore, along with Mike Conti, will be on the call for you there. Talk about this part of the schedule and the challenges, uh, Jason, because you've got New England coming up next, and that's a very tough assignment, and you don't have a lot of time to prepare for it.
4: Yeah, it's it's difficult because these are two of the longer road trips that Atlanta faces in the Eastern Conference with Montreal and with New England, and you get them back-to-back, and you get them in, in short rest, and then you have to come back home and play Orlando, who's surging right now. Next Saturday, it's tough, and I think when you look at the group that will start tonight, you're going to see some changes to it on Wednesday down to fatigue, down to keeping guys fresh, and you're probably going to see some changes next Saturday when Orlando comes to town. It's going to take, I think, intelligent play in moments because with three games in a week, you're not going to have your full, I think energy levels. You're going to get tired at times. You're not going to be able to go 270 minutes. That's your overall best, every individual player. So you've got to manage games. Not about winning each game 5 nothing if you can. That's great. But you've got to manage it because you know you've got another one in a few days. And then you know you've got another one in a few days. You've got to get leads and be able to defend leads. You've got to make games simple. Not have to chase them at the end. You want to make games comfortable right now. Get out with results, hopefully three points in these road games, but get out with results, make games comfortable, not have to expend all your energy in game one when you got to turn around and play on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. Greg, I don't know if you've ever been to Montreal. I have not been to Montreal. I understand it's remarkable. Uh, you, got, you got some time uh, before things kick off today, Jason. I don't know the favorite place you like to go. Well, and you know, as always, I want to know what's on the menu.
1: He don't speak French. Yeah, but
2: is the menu in French or is it in the English?
4: You, they, they'll help you out. They they want your money. They're going to help <laughs> you out for sure. Don't worry about that. But uh, definitely, the two things that we always typically go for here—you got to have poutine when you're in Montreal. Come on, got to have the poutine. You got to have the traditional Quebec poutine—the the gravy, the cheese curds, the fries. You got to do that, and then. There's a really cool little diner close to to where we typically stay that the crepes and and strawberries and cream, outstanding. That's what you got. You got the
2: crepes. We ready
1: to go i'm, I'm sorry I'm, i got horses i got people coming up here Well so while you're talking to jason we got life going on jason we're up here in, in cop <laughs> county uh uh <laughs> the uh safety village and there is a uh, an event go- oh i got
4: papers going
1: got everywhere papers going see everywhere. i told you talk to jason i got you, stuff i got to clean, clean up here you got those things going on jason, we're he's just true. cracking up at us yeah, yeah that's why they don't let y'all out
2: the nothing studio nothing <laughs> there we appreciate you spending some time with us this morning, and, and make sure you keep Mike in line, and, and I know one thing. Why you got
1: to say Mike Conte don't do nothing out of line?
2: Well, we don't do nothing because he, he can't do a boom Yakamakis tonight because, you know, Yakamakis is out tonight, right?
4: No Yakimakis tonight.
2: No Yakumakis, So You can't get that call tonight.
1: Well, he got to come up with another one for another player. There we go. Actually, he just needs to come up with a goal score okay. sound. Okay. He's got one for a particular player, but I would think that he'd have like you know like a home run call that applies to everybody. Uh,
4: ho- hopefully, he will be yelling score quite a bit tonight. That's what I'm looking for. That,
2: that's that's looking, all we need. That's what we're looking for. Jason, we thank you for spending some time with us this morning as we are live. <laughs> as the music, the, County, the music starts. the music Jason's got
4: walk-off music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks no, for the about. time.
2: And let's, bring, let's, get a, let's get a win on your way to New England and picking up another win there as well. Okay.
4: Thank you, buddy. Will do. Thanks, y'all.
1: All right, Jason Longshore. Uh, an international call. I believe that is one of the first international calls we've had. Is it? When you think about it, I mean, Ohio, we ain't talked to nobody from Canada. Definitely yeah. nobody from Mexico. Yeah. In Hawaii, don't count.
2: We talked to a couple of folks from overseas, though.
1: When? When they were overseas? Yeah. I don't we, remember. Yeah, you do. Know. We talked the one of your
2: homegirl, Katrina Adams. We talked with her once. She Where talked, was I she think, at? I think she was at Willow. We had one little other French open. She called us once or twice. Okay. Yeah. You
1: know, I stand corrected. Or in this case, (laughs) sit, Sam, they got got food trucks all over the place. They got bouncy houses here. They got people coming, walking around here, grabbing our cups, people with side arms. This is a very, very interesting look. We got a lot of things that are going on here. But more importantly, let's talk to the dude who's overseeing the staff here in Cobb County. We we are going to talk to our chief of staff up next. As Sam and Greg, we are all here for the second family fun and hiring event at the Cobb County Safety Village. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine, yep, it's Sam and Greg. We are here on this Saturday morning, July 8th, out in Cobb County. We're at the Cobb County Safety Village for the uh, second family fun and hiring event. Uh, we have had an array of people on here, learned a lot, saw some big horses, watching people bounce around in front of us. It's been, and I've tossed the football around. I'm Oh, you. did you? Did yeah, you? man. I've, I've, been, I've
2: been keeping an eye on These drones have been popping up and flying around here. <laughs>
1: So we want to thank everybody that uh, has been a part of the show, but we have one more guest. Yes, we have. Uh, we plays have, a big role. We have the guy who's technically the Leo, Leo McGarry, of the Cobb County Sheriff's Department. Now y'all don't catch that joke unless you watched West Wing back in the day. But Leo was the chief of staff, and we have the Sheriff's Office Chief of Staff, David Jones, joining yeah. us right now. Great good morning, you. sir. Good
5: morning. Good morning. Glad to be here.
1: How proud of you are yours of your staff? As you sit here watching this event unfold right now,
5: and this is this is awesome. This is an awesome event because, you know, the community gets to see us in real time. We're here supporting, you know, our community. We have a hiring event. We have eighty applicants that are going through the process today. They're doing the physical agility test today. We have one hundred and seventy applicants who are uh, pending and waiting for their for their opportunity to do it. And so this just gives us an opportunity to, you know, be out in the community. We also giving away um, school supplies for teachers and for students. Um, it's just an awesome event. And and one thing I want to note, um, pay attention to, when Sheriff Owens, Craig Owens, who's our sheriff now, he came into office, there were hundred vacancies. Right. In May, there were fifty. Ooh. Now we're down to thirty-four and we got eighty already going through the process. So it just goes to show you, yeah. Cobb, you know, as a, as a whole, we do have vacancies, but just know that, hey, we're doing something about it, and we're looking to hire folks.
2: That is fantastic. That is remarkable. Um, want people to come out today, but if there are people who are migrating to the area, maybe they got a little law enforcement in their background. What do you recommend that they do? How many people who come in there maybe already have some previous law enforcement experience?
5: That's exactly right. So, we we will get some applicants who've already had law enforcement experience or they worked with another county and they're able to come here. We send them through, we still send them through a training, but they have an opportunity to maybe move to another area quicker than actually going to the detention center. So, they can move to uh, IA or they can go into community engagement. We have a, a community engagement team actually here so putting on this event is actually community engagement we have full-time officers who focus on community engagement
1: sam they have a lot of things go- a lot of moving parts here because when we talked to uh, david jones before this by the way david jones sheriff's office chief of staff joining sam and greg here you talked about when when uh, sheriff owens took over in 21 things changed it was a matter of we need to upgrade the equipment i was asking him about bicycles He said, we ain't had none of that beforehand, but you got them now. Everything's first generation as far as the equipment that you have here. And and using all of that, the technology. Talk a second about these drones that we got flying all around us here.
5: Absolutely. So, you know, one of of the, uh, I would say, key, one of the key reasons why, you know, Sheriff Owens brought me on board is really one of the things because of technology. That was kind of my background. And, able to bring that expertise to to the sheriff's office. We have upgraded our drones. Uh we just we just got a new drone in that uh we actually partner with COP PD on. So a lot a lot of times if they go into a situation where they need um, extra support from a drone, they will reach out to us. I mean we have the latest technology in drones. We have uh a drone certified instructor who's able to teach and be on site and so we, we able to we able to do, to to really be there for the community when they need. us.
1: I want to ask you a question. You may not be able to answer this. I asked Sergeant um, hmm. S- Senegal. Senegal. Senegal, Senegal earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Senegal. And again, you guys are always trying to stay a step ahead of whatever is going on out there. Yeah. So the big piece of technology that everybody's trying to wrap their minds around right now is artificial intelligence and AI. You have, I would imagine, thought about done some investigating of how that can work within your community, not just the community, but in your field. Is there some sort of down the road way that you're going to be able to implement artificial intelligence and in what, into what you do?
5: Yeah. And to be honest with you, we've kind of already started down that path. Okay. Um, we have some things in the works as of right now that has really, uh, has already helped us has already helped us. Right. um, Without getting too much, you know, in depth and 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 to how, how it's actually working, but just know um, there's more to come, and um, is already in the works.
1: Well, and the reason I say that is because I got friends of mine who are lawyers too, and is it, they struggle with trying to see what is being done right now. It's a wild west, and I'll speak mostly for the entertainment field. And and yeah. one of the reasons the strike is going on right Absolutely. now is because of the fact that. The, the technology is a couple years mm-hmm. ahead of any law that's in place that you could go after them. In. That's right. And so that's the struggle that's, that's constantly in play here. Yeah, yeah. And
5: it, it's like, uh, you know, technology does get ahead of where we are for, in terms of laws. And so that's one of the things, at least, especially in, in, in law enforcement, we have to be careful about. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we want to make sure, number one, we're following the laws. We can't do anything that's going to put us in jeopardy uh, as far as uh, um, be- being an agency within the law enforcement. And so, you know, we have to certify and make sure that what we're doing is um, staying in line with what what needs to be done in terms of terms of laws as well. Absolutely. Here,
2: we're at a recruiting event when I think recruiting. I think recruiting. I think, I think college and so many college students. Um, here in this area, you got one of the fastest-growing enrollments in the entire Southeast of Kennesaw State University. You plug into that at all?
5: We do. Um, you know, I'm a graduate of Southern Poly, which is which is now Kennesaw. So even myself, I think m- me coming from this area, I'm, I didn't grow up in Marietta. I grew up in Columbus, but I came to Marietta. I graduated from Southern Poly. Um, you know, my degree now says Kennesaw State. You know, and I go back often times and being an athlete, I go back and talk to students at Kennesaw. I mean, high school, uh, university level and recruit for the sheriff's office. You can you, you can be a college graduate and still work for the sheriff's office and get a good job. Yeah, you can do that. And you can come in, you can have the technology, you can work our drones, you can be over our technology within the drones. So just because you may not have a military background or you may not originally have law enforcement, we'll train you, we'll be able to give you that uh, experience along with your technology degree or whatever your degree is and and marry those two together, and you can be a force within the sheriff's office.
1: You know, it's funny, Sam. Throughout the time that we've been working together, we talk about these, these other entities that have reached out and used athletes who aren't going to their particular sport, and we're going to get into your basketball career in just a second here. But let's, let's say today we have talked about Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yep. And this is of course a race weekend out there Quaker State 400. We heard for Brad and Hutchinson a little while ago. Shout out to him and I'm sure his staff is doing an incredible job. They are ready. But NASCAR has reached out to the to those athletes who are not going to make it and made them part of pit crews Mm. because of their ability to jump over walls. And it's Mm. a very physical sort of job. And and it seems like you're tapping into that too. So God bless all y'all for wherever you can get the people that can help protect us. But I did want to ask you to take a second to talk about, you mentioned you're an athlete, man, you played at Southern Poly. uh, And what was up with your basketball career?
5: Man, you know, Southern Poly got me to the, to the next level in in my career. You know, I grew up, I wasn't, Heavily sought out as a, as a high school student, I grew up in Columbus, transferred schools. And so uh, when I came to Southern Poly, I actually did JUCO, uh, went to JUCO my first two years. When I came to Southern Poly, man, I was averaging 30 points the first two games. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I came in as, as a shooter, and I topped off maybe averaging 16 points a game. But, um, you know, it gave, it gave me a couple of things. It gave me that structure I needed. Um, to manage a team. Like, even now, I'm working with a huge team within the sheriff's office. It gave me that ability to work with teams, um... And excel in, in my athletic career. I mean, I got a chance to work at the time when I was at Southern Poly. You had Smitty and, and Matumbo, yeah. you know, they <laughs> they were having practice right at Life University. Mm-hmm. We it was easy for us to go over there, play with those guys, and then meet at the Waffle House, you know, right after. Uh-oh. You know, <laughs> we go again, Sam. You, you know know in, the Waffle House. We're in the Waffle House, man. So, <laughs> yeah. so, do, do, I mean, those were the good old days, you yeah. know, when you had uh-huh. the opportunity. To play with it even at the Windy Hill Athletic Club. We would go run in the summer with those guys. To run. I mean, it was just awesome. Man. They got a nice
1: yeah. restaurant that yeah. place, too. Yeah. they yeah. got a real yeah. nice place, yeah.
2: too. But considering you know, you, you played your college ball here, uh, how much did you enjoy seeing what Kennesaw State was able to do this and past that, that, spring?
5: That was monumental, and and uh, it was awesome to see Kennesaw take that leap and, and what it's doing to their student body now. You know, I mean, we had 43,000 students here take now. I mean, the enrollment has to increase because of that. You know, we kind of talked about that enrollment, yeah. that is going to increase because if we get more on the map, when, b- before I worked for the sheriff's office, I traveled all around the country and, I, and they were asked well, you know, where did you go to school? And I said Kennesaw State. Now, people so, yeah. in other countries are starting to know, oh, Kennesaw, oh yeah, y'all made it to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yep. as, it, as they continue to do well, more and more people will know about Kennesaw and they will start move, coming from out of state to Kennesaw. Because Primarily for the teaching, the nursing, and the engineering program.
1: Got yes. about the nursing. That's right. Tops. Yeah. One of the tops in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had um, you know, uh, Chief Deputy Rhonda Anderson on a little while ago, and, and she brought this up. We didn't even ask her to go down this rabbit hole, but she brought it up. But as you sit and talk about the job that you do and the, and the changes that are cha- that are happening in Cobb County, one of the hurdles that are in place, and I don't know that it can be changed anytime soon, but you are seeing little bits and pieces of it changing and that is perception perception of what law enforcement officers are and what they do that's an everyday challenge for you yeah when
5: i when i was a student in cobb the whole myth was don't go to cobb (laughs) you (laughs) get pulled over cobb you know we didn't have nightlife in cobb county back then you didn't come nightlife in cobb because it was like after dark you get out of cobb (laughs) now you know that's changing even with Businesses, the battery, yeah. things that are coming. Monticello. You come to, you know, Cobb now even after dark, and you have a good time, and you go and you can go back home. And I think, you know, slowly that perception is changing, and that's why you know, it's important for like the sheriff's office to have a community engagement team, who are actually law enforcement that you can actually see in the street and have a conversation about life. And not just, you know, um, you know, locking people up yeah, or when whatever. Some, yeah, some troubles yeah, going yeah. on. Yeah. And
2: that's what makes the day special. People are going to come out here today just to have a good time, but they also going to get a chance to meet law enforcement. It's better when the community is plugged in. Uh, yeah. Law enforcement is more effective yeah. uh, when they have the support and they're plugged into the community. Absolutely,
5: absolutely. Well,
1: absolutely. we can't thank you enough for being a part of the, uh, well, a show, obviously, but your contribution and everyone's contribution to this event today to be out here all day long got plenty of time but this is the second now what's what's the different how's it grown from the first year
5: we didn't have 80 applicants already here inside you know going through training already there you go um you know this this is kind of unheard of uncharted territory even for us you know we're trying to stay ahead and you know do all that we can to you know bring people into the sheriff's office but from the first one to this one that's one of the big differences hey we, we're ready to take you here and get you started as quick as possible
1: this is david jones he is the sheriff's office chief of staff joining us today we've had an array of people join us today sam and i this has been it's been wonderful it's it's been wonderful i was just trying to think of an you know the right word to use and it's been it's been i like interesting yes i like interesting Informative,
2: informative we learned a lot this morning
1: absolutely you sir have a wonderful rest of your day Appreciate we what we, we got to get on out of here man we do don't we forget atlanta
2: job. united is coming up on you tonight uh game seven uh kickoff at 7 30 they're at north of the Board and in, in, in montreal
1: we will be back tomorrow from six to 10. First of all i want to thank mike i want to thank erica whose they I finally got right <laughs> <laughs> and of course max back at the station thank everyone for putting up with us and making us a part of your saturday morning john frickey said is up next this is sam and greg out here and by the way please come on by your parking still available for the family fun and hiring. They're event. Here till five. That's right, at the Cobb County Sheriff, excuse me, Safety Village. Again, Sam and Greg, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 The game.com. and take us with you on the Odyssey app